This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 930. IELTS wonders if you can be rich without working. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 18 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz at allearsenglish.com slash my score. How can you make money without having to work? This is a common writing task to IELTS question and one that is very difficult to brainstorm. Today, we discuss all the ways people become wealthy without working so that you have band nine ideas for this topic. What defines an advanced English speaker? The ability to not only have interesting conversations with native speakers, but also the ability to be interesting in these conversations. Make an astute observation. Ask good questions. Speak with a confident pitch. These are conversational skills that require a special method and a structured study plan. Join our brand new B2 English fluency course. It's 100% based on interesting, spontaneous, unrehearsed video interviews with native speakers. Real English. Save up to $100 before June 7th and get a free bonus. Go to allearsenglish.com slash B2. That's allearsenglish.com slash letter B number two. Hey, Jessica, how's it going? Okay. <laughs> I feel like there's um, there's a whole new usage of the word fine these days because there's just so much happening in the world that depending on the, on the intonation, fine can mean anything from great to terrible. It's true. <laughs> it's, uh, that's fine. It means actually like this is really bad or like yeah. I'm fine. It's actually pretty positive. It depends a lot on the intonation, right? Exactly. Um, so guys, connecting this to IELTS, um, by the way, we are going to do a live spontaneous brainstorm today about a really tough task to question related to hard work and success. Very common question, but super tough. Um, but before we get to that, guys, just to connect this sort of initial conversation to IELTS, um, and speaking part one, right? Like if you're asked about your job, for example, which you have a 50-50 chance of being asked about that, um, <laughs> you could really show like some native sort of instincts if you're like, my job is fine, right? And then like go on to be like, talk about why you don't exactly like it or something. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay and I actually just did on the Allers English side uh, an episode talking about the word fine, actually, oh! randomly. So oh God, look funny. for that. It's going to come out after this one. So yeah, make sure you're subscribed to the Allers English podcast because we have so much great content there that is also applicable if you're studying for IELTS. Oh, definitely. Talk about fluency and vocab and grammar, guys. You can get it all over there. And listening skills. Um... You know, speaking of All Ears English, we have another event tomorrow, actually, the last opportunity that Lindsay and I are doing. Aubrey, 
what am I hinting at here? Yes, we have her web class tomorrow. If you go to allersenglish.com slash real, R-E-A-L, you can sign up if you haven't grabbed your spot yet. And space is limited, so be sure to do it right now as soon as this podcast is over. Or pause it. Go sign up. Yes, pause right now, guys. If you use it, use English now or you will in the future, come on, business English. We all need it, guys. So sign up now, allersenglish.com slash real. Tomorrow's the last chance, guys. Um, okay, so Aubrey, I believe today's topic came from a student. Is that right? Yeah, she said that her task two question for her IELTS exam asked about ways of achieving financial success besides hard work. And Ooh. she had a really difficult time brainstorming. She couldn't think of reasons and ideas. That is a tough one. And um, gosh, like there is so much you could go into when you're discussing this topic. I think, I think the danger here is almost going off topic. Like when I start thinking about this question, it brings up ideas of race and entitlement and um, you know, socioeconomic backgrounds being just and unjust. And yes. I think for me, like I could definitely go off topic like easily. So just a quick tip, guys. Um, if you find yourself getting like really into a question and you're brainstorming just like a mad woman or a madman, make sure you, you're checking back to the question a couple times while you brainstorm to make sure that all of your ideas directly connect to that question. Yes, I know. We've scored between us. We've scored thousands of task two essays. Just the other day, I was grading one, and that's exactly what happened is they, um, they, they got too general. The question was asking how effective something was, and they started just talking about if there were advantages to it or not, which really wasn't answering the question, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's so important to really stick with the topic and make sure that you're answering it to get that task response score. And like, it comes back to this piece of advice that we tell you guys all the time is like, the examiner doesn't care about your ideas, right? Of course, they do to some extent, obviously. But like, it connects to this because like, even if you go off topic, like for example, right, I could go to totally off topic and start talking about, um, you know, like how we're born into what community we're born um, has a large effect on um, our opportunity for success, right? If if we're born into poverty, if yes. we're born into a family of wealth, if we're a certain color. And like, even if those ideas were amazing and I expressed them like super eloquently, um, doesn't matter. Like I would still get a five or a six for task because I didn't answer the question. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's good. It has to really stay on topic, answer the question fully, or you cannot get a seven or higher. Exactly. Okay. So Aubrey and I are going to give you direct uh, connections here that you could talk about. So just guys, like take a minute and think about this. How do people be become rich, right? Achieving financial success, success, that's just saying they're rich, they have money. Like how do people have money if they're not working hard, right? Like there's, I think there are a lot of different avenues that you could come up with. So what is one way people could be, you know, rich and fine with their money um, without actually having worked hard, Aubrey? Yeah. One is if you have an inheritance. If you're, you yeah, if your family has left you money, um, 
um, and you've never had to work for it, it's just in the bank, um, then yeah, you could potentially have access to a lot of wealth without having to work a day in your life. This brings up a fun idiom, trust fund babies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So a quick side note story about trust fund babies. This is like, this is a phrase that I used to, I used to use a lot when I was traveling more because when you're traveling and I'm sure Aubrey, you experienced this as well, you come across more trust fund babies than, you know, compared to now when we're working professionals and we spend time with other working professionals. Um, (laughs) But when I was traveling, I'd come across some like trust fund babies like this and they were maybe my age, maybe a little bit older. Um, They're doing the same thing, sort of backpacking, right? Traveling around the world. Um, except like they they didn't have to worry about what money they were spending. And a lot of times they would pretend to sort of be poor and like wear like dirty backpacker clothes. Nice. And then to like you totally yes, because it's like cooler to right. look like that, I guess. Um, but they never actually had to, you know, go back home and work like I did, right? Or have to get a part-time job while you're traveling to fund your uh adventures. Yeah, so yeah. Very different from my experience. I was there with like a finite amount of money. And so I was staying in the cheapest hostels and eating like bananas and bread and nothing Totally. (laughs) Because I didn't have this unlimited amount of funds to go and do whatever I wanted. Well, I mean, I, you know, on the one hand, I guess that would be great to just like have all this money, but that's not a family I'm from. That's not a family you're from. Like you and I cannot imagine being that kind of person. It's so foreign to us. Um, Okay. So inheritance coming from a wealthy family. So a trust fund, guys, this is a bank account that is structured in a certain way where an inheritance from um, a parent or a grandparent is released to you over a period of time. So that's a trust fund. Okay. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. So what is another way people can make money without working hard? Yeah, so there's a lot of opportunities for passive income, which means income that's a good phrase. Yes, right? Income that's coming into you without you having to do anything, without having to be active about it. So one example is owning property. If you own rentals where this income is coming in every month and you don't have to do a thing about it. Totally. Um, and again, like, how do people get to that point? You know what I mean? I could just go off about, you know, social inequality for like all of these topics, but I am going to rein myself in. Guys, that's a phrase you could use in part two or part three. If you feel like you're going off topic, you could be like, sorry, I'm going to rein myself in (laughs) and refocus on the question. Um, so yeah, property and not just like rental properties, but just owning your own own home, right? Because you are building equity. So equity is that surplus of money you could get if you sold the home. Um, And in most places, right? 
um, barring any economic depressions. Um, in most places, like property values rise. That's just, that's what happens. It's a given. And so that is considered like a very smart investment um, because you will get that equity, that difference in price when you sell it in the future. So that's an example of like a smart investment. Um, investments just as a general idea. Like, yeah, that is the other way to make money. Yeah, you can invest in the stock market. You can invest in all kinds of stocks and bonds and mutual funds. And some of these do have passive income and some are just saving for tax purposes so that you're not taxed on all of your income. Oh my gosh. I was talking to my mom about all of this the other day. And um, the tax system in America is ludicrous. It's a hot mess. It is insane. (laughs) It's such a hot mess. There are so many rules and loopholes and ugh, it's a headache. Um, Okay. So another way, another avenue, and like this crosses over, I feel like, because entrepreneurship, right? This idea of starting your own business to make money, that does take a lot of hard work. But there are some ways to be an entrepreneur where you're not actually doing all the hard work, but you are paying other people (laughs) to like come up with a product or have a business. And then you get a certain amount of money back from that investment, from that business. Um, But here again, like you have to have a lot of money to start with um, or it's like you can't do this, right? Like it's really hard. A lot of people who own a business maybe started there where it's very difficult and you're scraping by and it's scary. You're having to, you know, put yourself out there, invest your own money and you're sort of living day to day. But then as it builds, a lot of people get to where they own multiple businesses. Other people are running it for them. The risk is much lower and they're able to turn around and invest that income for sure. Totally. While you were talking, Aubrey, I thought of another investment. People invest in art sometimes, right? Like art collections. And that is considered one way to um, build money for the future, right? Like they buy amazing paintings and sculptures and whatever. So they can then sell them later if they need money. But I guess I have a funny story about this. When we first, uh, my husband and I bought a house, we needed a certain amount of collateral. We didn't have a lot of credit because we were pretty young. Um, But we had all of these paintings that my father had given us because he's an oil painter. And so we were able to list all of those as assets and we were qualified for a loan because of all this art that we owned. So we just kind of got lucky. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know that was possible. Oh, Mm. that's fantastic. (laughs) Um, Okay. So there's one more idea here that we want to address, guys. And this is going off topic just a little bit, but I think it's an interesting idea um, because I've been listening to podcasts about it. These myths about startup, especially tech entrepreneurs that are, you know, so huge and famous and billionaires and stuff. So I just listened to a podcast about Elon Musk because it has this idea of like, he's one of those guys that started a business from his garage. Like that is this myth that everybody says about, you know, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates Mm -hmm. started in their garage, quote 
quote unquote. Um, but there is often um, an unspoken of feature of that of this startup where like they got an investment from somebody else. Like they didn't just start with zero money, right? Like Elon Musk comes from a super rich um, South African family, and his dad gave him that him and his brother. His dad gave them like thousands of dollars to like mm. start whatever business. So um, that's just yeah, knowing a little bit more about some of these myths, I think could really make you guys stand out on the IELTS exam. Because yeah, you do um, need so that guys, startup capital, right? That's very totally. common. You think they're starting from nothing, but everyone has a friend or a family member who invested something. And then once the right. idea got going, maybe they got angel investors or more money, but you have to have money to to live while you're working on something, if nothing else. Right. Explain this concept of an angel investor. So when an investor doesn't require any percentage of your company or anything back from you, they're called an angel investor. They're just giving money, believing that you are going to be big and it'll be worth them. Or maybe they'll take a very small percentage and they could still be considered that. I actually just watched this film about Facebook's founding um, called The Social Network. Many of you have probably seen it. And they very quickly got an angel investment of half a million dollars, which allowed them to grow very fast before they really were anything, before they were making any money at all. Oh my gosh. See, there's another like, you know, people don't always talk about that when they talk about how, you know, Facebook began or started or whatever. So, um, guys, I cannot even count how many amazing vocabulary words and phrases that Aubrey and I bandied about today, throw, threw out today for you guys, like angel investor, collateral, capital. Um, so guys, definitely listen to today's episode a couple times. Times. And remember, like the student that asked this question already got her answer, right? Like a month ago, right. uh, because she's a three key student and she can ask us questions 24 seven in our Facebook group. So guys, if you are ready to invest in your own IELTS success, go to allearsenglish.com slash K-E-Y-S. Um, and remember, guys, if you do use English at work, connecting to today's topic, come to our first business English web class. The last chance is tomorrow, September 22nd. So grab your spot, allearsenglish.com slash real. Yes, Jessica and Lindsay are going to be talking about situations when you would use formal or informal English at work and in other situations as well. So definitely come listen to that. If you work in English, if you have any business transactions in English, this is so key to be able to build those relationships, knowing when to use formal and informal English. Yes, and it's nothing that you'll get in a textbook, guys. I'll tell you that. Um, all right, awesome. Well, Aubrey, this is this has been um, enlightening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado.